You've been hearing ads for once-a-day Vulcan class low-sodium chlorous flour fluoroflavin philogestin gobble face 2000 for some time now. And I'm taking it. Well, now there's exciting news about once-a-day Vulcan class low-sodium chlorous flour fluoroflavin philogestin gobble face 2000. Oh, tell me more. Okay. All right. Once-a-day Vulcan class low-sodium chlorous flour fluoroflavin philogestin gobble face 2000 mm-hmm. now comes in pill form. What do you mean now? I mean, once a day, Vulcan class, low sodium chlorous flour, fluor flavin, philogest, and gobble face 2000 now comes in pill form. Easy to swallow pill form. I didn't say easy to swallow, I oh. just said pill form. Yes, well, I, you know, I've been taking once a week. Day. Once a day, bullion cube. Vulcan class. Vulcan class, high sodium. Low sodium. Low sodium chlorox. Chlorous flour. Yes. Philadelphia. Philogestin. Right. Gabby Hayes. Galbophase. Yes, 1999. 2000. Yes, I remember now. It's once a day, Boca uh, Class, low sodium, chlorophyll, yeah, flour, fluoroflavin, right. philogestin, Galbophase 2000. Well, look, Buster, I've been taking it for two years now, yep. and it's always been in pill form. No, it's just now available in pill form. Well, I think you're wrong because I've been. It's to... only been available in suppository form up to now. Oh, no. Yes. What have I done? Yes, oh, yes. Oh, my Lord in heaven, please. Try once a day, Boca oh. Class, low sodium, chlorophyll, oh. fluoroflavin, and Philogestin Gobble Phase 2000. Use only as directed for crying out loud. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Please. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a big jazz aficionado, but I have heard of this guy, and he's passed away. Yes, it's time once again for the obituary column of the uh, Peculiar <laughs> Podcast. Curtis Fuller. <laughs> Lisa, ever heard of him, Curtis Waller? No, I'm not much of a jazz person either. Jazz is just, I think, too intelligent for me. Or maybe it's too stupid for me. I don't... don't, Yeah, could be both. I don't understand the appeal of it. It just feels... And there's, like, different kinds of jazz, isn't there like different flavors? Like, well, there's Curtis Fuller jazz, and then there's Kenny G, I guess, and uh, everything yeah. in between. Yeah, I guess. But Curtis Fuller was 88, and they called oh. him the master of the trombone, and he uh, played with everybody. And John Coltrane, you heard of oh, John yeah. Coltrane? Well, that I yeah. think is more mainstream stuff, right? It's a little bit esoteric, little I guess. There? But did you see the but, movie Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Gosh, oh yeah, that music was fantastic. This would be an empty world without the blues. I try to take that emptiness and fill it up with something. Where's the, uh, the horn player? You rehearse like everybody else. I'm gonna get me a band and make me some records. Now, I like that movie. Yeah, very I could much. listen to that stuff all day. That that's like bluesy jazz, right? I mean, isn't yeah? Yeah. Well, the music was great and the acting was so superb good. and so yeah, good. yeah, really good. Uh, so uh, so farewell to Curtis yeah. Fuller. 
had a good run. He's 88 years old. And then, as you may know, Spencer Silver has passed away oh, at the yeah. age of 80. That's big new- I don't know who that is. I don't know. He's the inventor of the glue that makes post-it notes stick. Oh. But then they would they that you can remove them easily. And that at was the same a mistake, time. I think, if I recall correctly. Yeah. He was trying to make a glue that that did stick, and he was like, dark, gosh, dark, dark, foiled again, and then he went, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on, just a cotton pick a minute. Just yeah. a cotton pick a minute. On a Mississippi morning. My dad yelled out a warning, son, you'd better hit that cotton patch real soon. And on my way down to the field, as I passed old Johnson's mill, I saw Becky Morgan skinny dipping nude. Well, I couldn't help but stop and stare. Hypnotizer stood right there, enchanted by the beauty that I'd seen. Then she gave me a coming smile, nearly drove my body wild. I fell down trying to kick off my jeans. Well, on that cotton picking morning, I met up with Becky Morgan. You know that day I didn't get to work on time. And in the days of my December, I know I will remember. So an old sad cotton picking time. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I guess he was uh, trying to. Put a glue together that would that would be so strong you could use it in uh, constructing aircrafts, but that didn't work. He said, "Well, what am I going to do with this glue?" And then I think it was another guy. They were both working for 3M, and another guy said, "Hey, wait a minute, maybe we could do this with it," because the guy was noticing, one of the guys, that he would try to bookmark things in in books he was yeah. reading, and they'd fall out. And so he put a little of this glue on a piece yeah. of paper, and what do you know? It stayed in place, and yet, if you removed it, it wouldn't rip right. half or the paper the away with anything. it. Are you? I yeah. cannot go a day. I use Post-it notes like chapstick. I'm addicted to both of those things. They, if I run out of them, I yeah. start to panic a little bit. Why, why are you addicted to Post-it notes? Are you sniffing that <laughs> glue or what? Notes What's going on? Everywhere of reminding me of things. I have like yeah. past. You think? Uh, no, I you have like think Post-it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you, you would think post-it notes would go the way of, uh, of like, <laughs> like whiteout, liquid paper, that nobody yeah, would be using them anymore because everything's, you know, digital yeah, now. But I've got post-it notes, notes are uh, inspirational stay, notes that I try to remind myself, you know, you're not a bad person. Put it on post-it notes. You need to remind your... yourself of that? Yes, I do sometimes. I, <laughs> I suppose like criminals person. do that, too. You are a bad person. <laughs> you are pretty. I put that on a post-it note. <laughs> People like you. But then, and then I do the stupid thing, passwords. I got passwords, and yeah, so if somebody broke into my house, they could just, like, go, oh. It's all there. That's all how there. you get into her WordPress site right there. Yeah, um, and Make it easy. I've got uh, my shopping list is on a post-it note, so I can stick it to my wallet and shop around so it doesn't fly away. I mean, I just use them everywhere. I'm... Well, we sound like we just, you know, I, I think the 3M company should be advertising on this podcast. Perhaps they uh, should. For what you just said. Perhaps they I, should. I, I think somebody I should be advertising on this podcast. Hi, I'm Robert Lee. I own Coleman Liquidation. I sell mobile homes. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to tell it just like it is. These are mobile homes, not mansions. They come in two pieces. If that's what you're looking for, that's what I got. They're used. Some of them have stains. We cover that up. A bouncer in Birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times. 
and my wife's boyfriend broke my jaw with a fence post. So if you don't buy a trailer from me, it ain't gonna hurt my feelings. So come on down to Coleman Liquidation and get yourself a home. Or don't. I don't care. This podcast has been running for about, what, what has it been, Lisa? Eight. 30 years now? 38 years. We've never had an advertiser, never going to have an advertiser. Why do you say that? It's just not going to happen. If, if it was going to happen, wouldn't it have happened by now? It's well, just not going to. People people vote with their pocketbooks and they're, they're, <laughs> they're just not voting. Do you think that we've been canceled or do you think they're boycotting us or something? <laughs> I, I think that's possible. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But you know what? After this long and after I know what you're going to say. Heard, what? You're going to go, we don't need you, man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know me I well. Know you. I if. If somebody came crawling <laughs> on their hands and knees and saying, please let us advertise, please, I'd say, go away. Get out of here. Get out of my sight. We don't want yeah. you and your blood too money. Too little too late, mister or yep, Mrs. That's or whatever. Right. No, we that's would totally right. take that's it right. in a heartbeat. We'd go, we're like, yeah, we're in. We're in. <laughs> we do thank people who do uh, send us little ducats from time yeah. to time. I mean, we, we seriously do yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we do. It, it, it helps. Help. It helps our flagging egos. If so, yeah, if you want to throw uh, any money our way, you can go to our website, peculiarpodcast.com, and click on the big old coffee cup right there. And just, um, that'd be great. Throw us a couple bucks. One cup of coffee, then I'll go. Though I just dropped by to let you know that I'm leaving you. I'm reading a fun book right now. I found it at the library. I'm one of the few people who still goes to the library. My neighbor goes to the library. I uh, think the, that's kind of quaint, and and it's much more affordable. Oh, it's yes, quaint. But it's much it? more affordable than what well, I do. Is I just buy the book I want to read. So I admire that you do that. I like it. I mean, they, they, yeah, it is a, a cheaper way to go. And and then if you don't like the book, you haven't invested anything. You can just take it back. Say, get how this out of they, my sight, you. <laughs> library and your potential they, advertisers. Uh, how long do they let you keep those books now? Is it two weeks? Well, I I probably am not playing by the rules because I keep them for about four years. That's illegal. Probably They're not what they had jail. in mind. I think uh, three weeks in, in, the, in the case of this library. Okay. I, I suppose it bad. varies. But once in a while, like I was very excited to get this book by Isabella Wilkerson, I think her name is, called Cast. It's about race in this country. She's very astute. She's terrific. And so I said, oh, look, there it is at the library. It, and it was under uh, the, the uh, title. It was uh, under the mm -hmm. section called Hot Titles. And I thought, great. I've been wanting to read this book. I'm going to grab it. And I so I check it out. I start reading it. Next day, I get a note. says, hey, you got to bring the book back. Hot Titles means you can only have it for two days. Oh, my word. I thought, I can't read this book in two days. So back... Back it went. Oh, man. And now I'm going to have to wait until it's not such a hot title, I guess. Could you just check it out every other day? I guess you could, yeah. <laughs> like, but they check know it out and bring they... it back and then go back and get it the next day. And, I mean, that... I never thought yeah. of that. That's well, a good idea. So I've checked out a book now called Hottest 
Heads of State, uh, Volume One, The American President. And you know, I'm a nut for when you say presidential. Yeah, when history. you say hottest heads of state, I thought you meant like good looking, like who looks best in a speedo, like who's the hottest guy. Yeah. Or you're, you're, yeah. you're not talking and about that, are you? You're talking about like oh, no, really? I am. I am. It's it's a totally tongue in cheek oh. book. It goes through every <laughs> oh president of the United okay. States, and it is written. It, it is written as if it's Tiger Beat. For U.S. president, okay, I love that. It's I very love clever. That. That's fun. Yeah. So it's like, uh, he, Martin Van Buren, this dreamboat was, you know, uh, wore his hair that way. Here's a tip about Grover <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, okay. You know, all this stuff. It's, it's, a parody, it's very I funny, think. and okay. it, it, but it's it's not just a joke book. It's got a lot of great um, information in it as well. But they present it in a fun way. So I'm recommending this book, Hottest wanna... Heads of State. If you want Volume to read a really well-written book, and I'm not usually a fan of of Oprah or no, I'm not book into club that. or whatever, bleh. but this uh, this book called American Dirt uh, is I'm almost to the end of it. It is a fascinating story, heartbreaking story, very intimate view of a woman on the run from the cartel trying to get into America. It will mm. break your heart into a million pieces, but it's so... That's what I'm looking for. It's so well-written. It's hard. That's, I'm alternating it with a, a book called Crazy Rich Asians, which is a much lighter fare. I have to alternate. It's very heavy and very heartbreaking. So, But if, if mm. anyone's looking for a good book, it's called American Dirt. And it was one of the Oprah book club uh, choices for last year. Yeah. It's really good. Really good. Good. So so we've done our book. Let's, let's make this our new thing that we recommend a book every week well okay but you're much smarter than i am you read read smarter books than i do i read trash pretty much for the most part but that but the trash is fine i think it, who's one person's trash is another one's garbage that's what that's i always true. say <laughs> <laughs> that's very true i have the major league baseball network on television right now uh, obviously geez, you can't hear it because the sound is down but yeah, i i know and, and i suppose all the different genres of sports do this but major league baseball they play highlights from the previous day's games yeah and they they are hosted by the hottest women they can find wearing the shortest skirts they can find and it is so blatantly uh sexist and yet they get away with it yeah yeah, I think they they well we they think well guys are baseball fans yeah but what what can we do to make them watch us for many hours a day oh, even if they're I only see. for the whole cha- marginal baseball fan I see so there's a one channel dedicated see I didn't even know this I had no yeah. idea there was an actual TV station dedicated to nothing but baseball oh, yeah. twenty four hours a Every day sport twenty four hours a day NFL NFL, uh, NBA, NHL, they all have their own So they have to figure out a way to fill what kind of content can they fill because how many baseball games are played every day? Because that only eats up, what, three hours a day? Yeah, well, they can, can, you know, and then then they can preview the next day's games. But in the off season, they do what what they used what they call the hot stove leave in that league, and that that's when you're talking about uh, trades that are coming up and uh, you know, spring training and what might happen and okay. what did all of that stuff. But then they also supplement it with baseball movies, of which there oh, are a handful. Oh, that's smart. Okay, yeah, that's smart. Stuff like that. Yeah, so, you got your Field of Dreams. You got your... Uh, yep, exactly. Uh, yeah. What's the Susan Sarandon, Tim Robbins one? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever I, that one was. That one, that one. That's the only two baseball movies I can think of. 
Well, that's two good starts right there. Then they got old <laughs> movies like the Babe Ruth story and uh, uh-huh. you know the Lou Gehrig story. Do and they do? Like that. Do they do stuff like documentary biographies of famous? Yeah. Ba- okay, that's smart. That's smart. Ken Burns did a multi-part oh, series yeah. on the history of baseball. That so would that, be they, interesting. They run that periodically too. That would be interesting. Summer afternoons were spent watching the Corsicana oil cities and the Idaho Falls spuds, the Pocomoke City salamanders, and the Henrietta hens. The Pueblo Steelmakers and the Flint Vehicles. The Hollywood Stars and the Kalamazoo Kazoos. Outfielders still left their gloves in the field while they went to bat. No one could remember a time when an opposing player tripped over one. The 1920s was an age of American heroes. Charles Lindbergh. Rudolph Valentino, and Jack Dempsey. And baseball, too, saw its share of great stars. Some known to almost everyone. Some whose deeds were noted only by a comparative few. But one man eclipsed them all. For almost 20 years, through good times and bad, he and baseball were synonymous. Who is this baby Ruth? Anyway, uh, but it so, sounds boring as hell. So, well, it it, it isn't. To and me, isn't but, football uh, starting? Some what? We're in June. Wait, where are we? We're in May as of this taping. And I heard something good. about football, and I'm like, football? Didn't we just finish that up? Is it starting again? When does it start? Yeah. Well, they 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 ha- they also have their training schedule, uh, and then they'll you know be playing some. In fact, I don't. I can't. Even, I, I haven't been keeping very close tabs on it. I think I thought I read that they're not going to have preseason football games this year. I'm probably wrong about that. But they they'll charge people pretty much regular rates to go watch a meaningless preseason game before the actual season yeah. begins. But I'm not sure what the status of all that is. There are rumors that Russell Wilson, the Seahawks quarterback, wants oh. to be traded and. I'm, I'm not paying that much attention right so, now, to tell you the truth. It's right, baseball and didn't season. the Mariners just say everybody's, you can come back to the park now? Or is that, did I hear that wrong? Are you going? Mm, I don't think everybody can come back to the park yet. But you, if you, you have to get tested, they at least take your temperature when you go into the ball game. Uh, the New York Yankees, as we are taping this, had a buttload of their players oh, test positive of course. Uh, for COVID. So they're... They've been having to postpone some games, and we're still figuring it out. But isn't it great this that we're now able to walk around maskless at least a little bit? Uh, I mean, this is a wonderful. A little bit. I'm very. I'm not happy. super happy only because I don't trust other people to be honest about whether they've been vaccinated or not. So I'm not wild about the fact that recently Biden announced that the CDC said if you've been vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask. Well, how do we t- trust people? I I I think yeah, so. It bothered me a lot. I'm like, "Really?" So yeah. it feels to me like the people who did get vaccinated are still going to wear a mask cuz they don't trust the people who never wore masks <clears throat> to even go get vaccinated. <laughs> so I don't know. Right. Yeah, I think my wife my wife said get ready for a nation full of fist fights cuz that's uh-huh. what's going to happen now. I know. Yeah. And yeah. I the day after the announcement which was last week I went to the store and 
the store still had a mask policy, but there was a guy, big fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt, just waltzing on in with no mask. Just You could just tell he was daring people to say something. I mean, you could just see it in his body language. Like, yeah, yeah, no mask is what they said, man. Sir, what? Sir, what? Sir, I, I, can I say something? What do you want? I'm just going to say that is really a nice Hawaiian shirt. Early shell, early shell, from the ocean, from the ocean, shining in the sun, shining in the sun, covering the shore, covering the shore. Here, I would bet the farm that guy did not get vaccinated. I just, I could just bet from, I don't know, I could just tell. So that's the trouble I'm running into is how do you – the honor system is not a good thing for us Americans to work no, off of. No, it, it just certainly is not. Is not. And, uh, and, of, and, of course, um, you know, it, it, to me, the mask thing has never been – I just never understood the obstinance about it, the, uh, the moral rectitude about wearing or not. My body, yeah. my choice. My body, my choice. You're not going to muzzle yeah, that's me. That's just moronic. Yeah, well, Wear a mask. How hard is it? What, what's Is that really I a know. heavy – cost to bear i mean seriously just put it, it on it is i'll tell Who you cares? what yeah i do it's it's a pain in the ass i hate it but i of do course. it i it's hate not that big it, an imposition it's it. not like you're saying set yourself right. on fire before you walk into a store i mean it's, it's you're just wearing <laughs> right. a little mask so what and you know in yeah, other parts of the the world this is uh commonplace i mean in asia you always see That's people true. walking around with masks because maybe because of the smog or whatever uh, and yeah. uh, and of course, as you, I'm sure this is true for you. I haven't. There, the incidence of regular flu is almost negligible this year, or a cold, yeah. even a, a cold, little yeah. tiny common so cold. That's yeah. a that's a great benefit. I might think yeah. about carrying a mask with me all the time, in certain mm-hmm. circumstances. Put it on. Yeah, that, but you know, if yeah. you go back to flying, for example, and traveling in your job. You, you're probably going to want to wear a mask because I don't know about you, but I've caught more colds and I have things because From, I've been yep, flying because it all is yeah. swirling around in the cabin. Yeah. yeah, even though they say we're pumping and filtering fresh air better than a hospital or whatever they make their claim, I'm like I still don't yeah. trust that the guy next to me who coughs that 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 those that air is going to get sucked into the vent before it hits my nose. I don't think that's that's going to work. No. no, thank so, you. So, yeah, it's very weird. I was talking to somebody today about Good. we're now, oh. we're now, but I was talking about how, what I haven't done in the last year and almost a half. So it's May. It's been, what are we talking, 18, uh, 15 months now? In 15 months, I have not been on an airplane. I have not gone out to a restaurant. And uh, there was something else I hadn't done. I can't remember. So then you haven't been shoplifting either, like you like to do. <laughs> wait, why, wait, why would you make that assumption? Well, I, I, oh, so you do go to stores. Oh, of course I go to the store. Oh, okay. So you yeah. still do shoplift. Okay. Good. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I and, and I shouldn't even say this on the podcast, but, and I don't recommend shoplifting, and I certainly don't encourage anybody to do it, but yeah. it, it if you're going to be a shoplifter, do it like you do. You are the best at it I have ever seen. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I can't, I, I, it's like watching a magic trick and you slow it down <laughs> and you study it and you still can't see how they did it. The time you walked out, and you know what I'm talking about, the time you walked out of that Dick's Sporting Goods with a canoe and got away with it, I couldn't Well, I just it. had it on. I as, mean, I said, this woman I just is, had it on like a hat. 
and I fooled everybody. Well, I wore it like a hat. Unbelievable. I, know. I mean, you are a pioneer in Thank shoplifting. You. Thank you. Uh, you need to write a book about that. Thank you. No. And then I'll get it from the library. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It'll be under hot titles, though, so I may yeah. not get through the whole thing. Exactly. I went to a, a Rite Aid store the other day. Did you, for, for, for ointment, is, did you pick up your ointment prescription renewed? Uh, it's it's a salve. It's kind of a salve. Pat, your ointment's ready. Yeah, that, that's the kind of thing. Your butt, your butt cream is ready. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the way it is? Oh my God. You you put all it is. It, it, it's it's in a Woody Allen movie too. One time where he's trying to buy condoms, I think. So he pads his yeah. order with a whole bunch of other stuff, and yeah. then of course, <laughs> no, no, I think he's I think he's buying a, a pornographic magazine. That's what it is, and of course, oh, that's the yeah. one thing that they don't have a price on, so they have to announce that. <laughs> A copy of Time magazine. Uh, they'll take commentary in the Saturday Review. And uh, let's see, Newsweek. I uh, grab one of these. Take them all. Hey, Ralph. How much is a copy of Orgasm? Uh, just put them in a bag, will you? Why? Orgasm. This man wants to buy a copy. How much is it? But no, so I go into Rite Aid, and uh, I, uh, finishing my purchase, the clerk says, have a fun day. And I say, well, you have a fun day, too. And she said, yeah, fat chance of that. Well, I'm still working here for three hours. (gasps) Really? I'm thinking. That's funny. Well, I thought it was kind of funny, but. I think, man, I don't know if I was the manager and I overheard that. I don't think I'd be too happy uh, about that as a salutation to a customer that we just uh, said farewell said, have to. A, have a fun. And that sounds super scripted. Like, okay, you guys, like whenever you're done with the customer, don't you have to say Tell have them a fun to have day. a fun day. Yeah, have a fun day. So and she's probably they, it, she's probably yeah. really tick torqued off about having to say that. And then when you. <laughs> When you say yeah. it back to her, she's like, I hate it here. I yeah. freaking yeah. hate it here. Yeah. And she, you know, she's looking out the window. And God, it looks so pretty outside. Why am I stuck and here? I'm in, in a red writing vest. Hey, did I ever tell you the time I went to Rite Aid and I got in line behind a guy who was buying, uh, he was buying a, a case of beer, uh, one of those giant bottles of fortified wine, a pack of cigarettes, and a bag of Fritos. And then the clerk said, hey, sir, you can save money if you brought your Rite Aid wellness card with you. Did I ever yeah, tell you, you that tell story? That. I'm, sure I did. Card. I'm sure Yeah. Oh, yeah, that reminds me, too. I need some pork rinds, too. The uh, there's We have a woman, uh, just a terrific woman, who we use as a dog sitter once in a while. I know you've used dog sitters yeah, in the I past. Yeah, I haven't in a year and three months, though, but... 
Anyway. Yeah, uh, it's been a while for us too. But this woman was telling us the story of some people that she was dog-sitting for that had a rather elderly dog. But they were going to go to Europe for a month. And so off they go, leaving their dog, Freddie, with with the dog sitter. Is this going to be a, is this going to be pure, a dog abuse story or anything cuz I won't be able to take it. Okay. No, no. But but Freddie yeah. Freddie's old and I don't and Freddie dies. And these yeah, people okay. are off to Europe. And and so she says, "Oh, geez, what am I going to do?" And then so she calls, you know, the, the the people who were the owners of Freddie uh gave the uh, dog sitter woman, let's call her Dolores. <laughs> They give Dolores a phone number of somebody to contact in case, you know, something comes up. So it's like a daughter or something. If she calls them and says, hey, um, I know your parents are, you know, probably off in uh, Copenhagen right now, but I, I've got to tell you some bad news. Uh, Freddie, their dog, is daddy. died. And the, and the, yeah, Freddie is daddy. <laughs> That's a way to soften it, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, that, that would have been nice. I hope she came up with something like that. It is dead. That's what I said. Uh, that's how, is that's how I'd want to he started getting unsteady. <laughs> yes. He started getting unsteady. <laughs> then he dropped his heady, and Freddie was dead. You know? <laughs> So, so the daughter says, oh, well, you know, Freddie was pretty old. He, he was very sick, and, and I guess they knew it. But, you know, this vacation in Europe for them is something they have planned for a very long time. They were so yeah. excited about it. And we can't call them and ruin their vacation for this. It's not like Freddie's going to pop back to life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Dolores said, oh, well, okay, what should I do? And she said, Tell you what, they in down in the basement they have a big chest freezer there. This is not a true story, Pat. This, this is a true story. This is, this is not what she, true. True story. She put so, the dog in the freezer. Yeah, Freddie goes into the chest freezer uh, because they can't. You know, uh, she feels like they, we can't bury Freddie. We can't uh, cremate him yet. I mean, they might want to have one last look at him. So her solution is put him in the freezer until they get home from Europe. Okay. And so she does. Okay. Puts, does she wrap puts, him puts, in like a sheet or saran wrap or anything? You know, I didn't get those details. I need details like this. You know that, Pat. You must ask these things. I have to know. Or does she just throw him in there on top of the chicken? Let, <laughs> let's assume that she did put him in, maybe in plastic or something. I, I don't know. How big a dog is Freddy? How big a dog are we talking here? Again, I don't know. Ah, oh, Jesus. Gosh, Let, this is why you well, need what, me for what, these kinds well, of Well, he's stories. big enough to shove into the chest freezer. Let's say that, okay? Yeah, this, but... This isn't a St. Bernard, I would assume, but it... Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a little uh, chihuahua. I, I don't know. That would fit in a little baggie. It'd be, so. If it was a chihuahua, it'd be Frederico, I guess, or something. But uh, but anyway, the point is, she says, okay, you're right. I'll, I'll put him in the freezer. Okay. So she sticks him in the freezer. Now, keep in mind, Lisa Foster, <sighs> yeah. if that is your name. Yes. Because she's also watching a cat and a turtle and some other pets. At the same house? And another, and another dog, all at the same house. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, and this is the part that you won't believe. But, Don't say something else died. 
No, no. Oh. <laughs> Three weeks go by. Three weeks. Okay. <gasps> and Dolores and there's a... forgets. Oh. Dolores forgets about Freddie. I thought you were say there was a tapping on the freezer door. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I know, that I would be like a great twist. Down. So she forgets yes. about the do- You could just hear, yeah, you go by walking by the freezer and you hear... But she forgets about Freddy. I don't Freddy. know how you could. And they I come... would never forget about a know. dog in the freezer, but okay. I don't know. Unforgettable. That's what you are. Unforgettable. Though near or far. Yeah, far below 40 degrees Fahrenheit, 4 degrees Celsius. That's how you stay. But she's so so busy with these other animals. There's multiple animals. Freddie was just one of them. So they come home. Hey, everything is going to go. She somehow forgets to mention Freddie. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. And goes home. That's impossible. She sounds stupid. She sounds super stupid. It's hard to believe. Is this person watching well, your dogs at any given time? Is this what you just said to me? She, oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good luck with that. Now, for all right. I know, she killed Freddy. <laughs> okay. Maybe Freddy bit her. Maybe Freddy scratched her. Maybe so, she just. Oh, my God. Didn't so, like Freddy but they for get some home reason. and they're like, don't they say, where is Freddy? Don't they say, hey, where's yeah. our dog? Yeah, well, there's so many yeah, things you're right. don't add I, up. That here. part doesn't add up, but but she get but she gets in her car apparently and is driving home. She's down the road about a mile ago. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot to tell him about Freddie. Oh my god! So she she turns around, comes back to the house, and and okay, well, I don't this believe is where any of it. Anyway, even but more go ridiculous. ahead. She says that the the first thing the people did when they got home is let's <laughs> let's get into the freezer and grab a frozen chicken is which you already alluded to and get ourselves some dinner. Yeah. We missed some so. good old American food. They oh had already God. found Freddie. That's not in even there. funny. I don't even want to laugh at that. That's in horrifying. The and if so it's true. That's horrifying. What part do you want to laugh at? Uh, yeah, it's not good. And then, and then they they uh, accuse. Well, of course, initially I would accuse too. her of offing Freddie, and so she, so she has to call the daughter up and say, no, no, that's mom and dad. That's she told me about this, and I I'm the one who said she should put him in the freezer and all that. Anyway, that, there's no more to the story than that, except that uh, uh, then Freddie subsequent whatever they did to Freddie after that, but. As a, someone that sits pets, there's an inherent risk yeah. in that that maybe some people don't think about. Is that you, you when you offer to, whether you're getting paid or you're doing it as a favor yeah. to somebody, if you're going to watch their beloved animal, I hope she signs some papers and waivers. Yeah. And My all little that kind dog, of, I don't uh, know. Daisy, I think. But, I think uh, you, <laughs> Freddie's dead. I think you remember Daisy, my little girl. She passed yes. away while I was on a trip down to California teaching. And. It was just absolutely awful. Uh, I can't imagine how the dog sitter 
felt. Uh, maybe she, I don't know. I, I would have been devastated as a sitter. I, I feel I feel that way when I'm watching well, people's was. kids. I'm like, all I want to do is keep you alive. I don't care. I just keep you alive till your parents get home. That's all I care about. I don't, don't bleed. Don't lose any p body parts on my watch just as soon as they get in the door. Because I have a terrible fear about that, that I'm going to, I'm something's going to die on my watch. That's why I yeah. don't like watching other yeah. people's kids or pets. I just it, it, feel like it, when she told me the story, watch. it made me really stop and think, man, you know, before I just willy nilly volunteer to ever look after someone's yeah, pet, it's... much less their child, right. I'm going to really give it a hard think here. Yeah. A friend of mine, in fact, my very best friend from high school, it was after college, and he and a roommate, another guy, uh, they lived together in an apartment building, in a ground level apartment, and uh, the guy's the his friend's name was Arlo. My my friend's name is Dean. Well, Arlo had a cat named Andy. So, Andy had this habit. This cat had this habit of sucking its paw, its front paw, and it'd stick its paw entirely into its mouth, and it'd be, and it was loud. It'd be going. Oh God! Okay. And it would just piss off my friend Dean. It was not his cat. It was Arlo's cat. And so Dean is saying, and I'd be trying to watch television or read or something. And then Andy's over there in the corner going. He said, so if Arlo wasn't home, I'd take Andy and I'd say, get out of here. And I'd open the door and let Andy outside. Because that, that mm -hmm. sucking noise was driving me crazy. So one day, Dean is sitting reading the newspaper. Andy's outside. And, and by the way, Andy routinely went outside. So it wasn't like, mm -hmm. gee, don't ever let Andy out. So Arlo comes in, and Arlo's walking around the apartment, and Arlo goes, Hey, Dean, where's Andy? Have you seen Andy? Uh, no, I haven't seen him lately. Andy! Andy, where are you? Goes outside. Andy! Woohoo! Andy! No Andy. So then Dean gets up. Oh, I'll help you look. Andy! Hey, Andy! 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 So they're looking, they're calling for Andy. No Andy. Doesn't arrive. Couple hours go by. Now it's nighttime. Next day, they go back out again looking for Andy. Still no Andy, no Andy, no Andy. So Dean says that he went walking a couple of blocks over from the house. And he looks in the, the middle of, a, of the road. And there, flat as a fritter on the asphalt is a, a, it, it's the fur and the outline that appears to be Andy. Absolutely flat. Dean said, so I scooped up Andy. I used a spatula to do it. And we buried Andy in a record sleeve in uh, the yard behind the apartment. Okay. So then, Lisa, two days later, Dean is sitting in the apartment, reading the paper. It's a hot summer day. The screen door is open, and Dean hears. 
It's Andy. Arlo runs up. Andy, you're okay. <laughs> and Dean, go, Dean says, okay, then who did we just okay. bury in that record yeah, sleep? Yeah. That's but, the story. But not the roommate. The story. So it's a happy ending okay. for Andy. Got it. No, not the roommate, and and not whatever it yeah. might not. It might have been a raccoon for all, for all of that. Who knows? We we lost a cat one time years ago, and we loved that cat. It was name was Peanut. I don't know if you remember that. I had a cat named Peanut. Peanut. We got the not name Peanuts. Pe- it was just one Peanut because yeah. I put her in my purse. Yeah. yeah. I I put her in my purse at the vet. I had was at the vet. Uh, for, with my dog and they had a abandoned litter of kittens and I said I will take her and I put her in my purse and I had a bag of peanuts in there and she was eating them and that's why I called her peanut oh that's a nice story <laughs> our peanut Patty found my wife found behind an Albertson store and in, next to the store this is an abandoned kitten and next to people who abandon animals by the way should be summarily shot but th- this uh, cat. She picks cat up, and it's sitting next to a uh, real estate sign. Uh, it says a real estate company, and it, the the name of the real estate person is Lynn Peanut Newcomb. <laughs> and so that our so the kitty became Peanut Newcomb. We just named it that, but Peanut became huge. Be- it just it just got really really fat, and so we started calling her Donut Newcomb <laughs> after a while. But Peanut was a cool cat, but she was incredibly uh, a fraidy cat. And she'd run up trees all the time, and she'd be up there for days sometimes. I talk to the trees, but they don't listen to me. Well, anyway, one day, Peanut winds up missing. And we can't find Peanut, and we thought, well... She was always afraid of everything. She probably went running out into the woods. We lived by the wooded area, and she disappeared, and who knows. Hope she's okay, but we never saw her again. And then about a month later, this cat shows up in our on our front porch, and for all the world, yeah, she's small, slightly smaller than the peanut we remember, but this is peanut. Same coloring, same kind of meow. We, we pick up Peanut, and I said, Pat, I think, Patty, I think this is Peanut. And she said, I, I, I don't know. This is before they chipped cats and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so you, we weren't sure. Didn't have a collar, but, boy, God, I think that's Peanut. Why else would she show up at our house? So we put Peanut, we're not sure, so we put Peanut in this laundry room that we had. Next day, I go and look in the laundry room. This cat has gone berserk. She has clawed up oh, all the wallpaper wow. in the in the laundry room and she's clawed her way out of and she's hanging onto the screen mm-hmm. of the window in the laundry room and I try to approach it and she just oh. turned like into a bobcat tried to attack me she then she oh. just bolted out of the oh. the screen and ran away it was not peanut oh, it wow. was some feral oh. cat that we mistook for peanut <sighs> <sighs> so yeah, so yes, we've definitely. had our animal adventure stories for sure. I never knew you had a cat. I know you're a dog person. Yeah, I had a cat named Peanut, and I had another cat named Bailey. He was really um, 
fat gray long hair and anytime somebody would come stay at our house in the guest room he would take a big dump right outside of their door <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> he would he would just poop right outside of the guest room he didn't there's like nothing, people in the house other yeah, people there's nothing accidental about that he's making a statement no, he totally made a statement so yeah and, i had to and we've also had cats that wouldn't if we've been gone for a few days mm-hmm you get back home and they they got an attitude yeah they are really pissed off yeah, at you and they will pissed. not come to you they won't purr it takes a while to break them down and <laughs> yeah. uh and then pretty soon they'll start yeah. coming around again but they they hold they hold a grudge they do cats are very different than dogs in terms of their temperament yeah, dogs That's are not super news forgiving bullet. yeah they're very yeah. forgiving hey i wanted to ask you if you've yes. been following the story this week about the cicadas that are um coming is that like the kardashians or the cicadas is... the bugs the cicadas the bugs the flying bugs i've always heard them called c- cicadas cicadas is that what you're talking oh, about cicadas. <laughs> they're kind of like a moth right is it cicadas yeah i think so i th- here's i find. always thought it was cicada here's what i thought it was always cicadas which i think is a much funner name to say cicada cicada what is but a what is a cicada? cicada? What is a cicada? Here's an well, answer from Britannica.com. Cicada, any of a group of sound-producing insects, order Homoptera, that have two pairs of membranous wings, prominent compound eyes, and three simple isocelli. They're pretty cute little things. They don't bite. They don't sting. But apparently their 17-year incubation period is up this month. That's right, 17 years. Isn't that crazy? So they've all been living underground for 17 years just waiting. We're not the kind of band that comes back once a year. We're the magic kind. You have to wait a little bit longer to hear. So when we, oh, at last appear, you'll know it's the big show. One you might not see again It's been 17 years Coming out tonight I hope you don't miss me this time I'm singing my cicada song Will you be mine? Singing and playing our music Such a short time And then we're gone It is so wild, and I was fascinated about this because I grew up in California. I'm a California girl. You grew up in where'd you grow up? Oregon. Borneo. <laughs> well, what used what used to be called Borneo. And we don't have cicada, cicada, tachata, patata, frittatas out there. All of these um, cicadas are coming out on the east coast. Like there's 15. I had to look it up because I'm like, where are they? What we don't have them here, but the noise is supposed to no. be really loud, and like a yep. million grasshoppers at once humming away. And um, what sound does a cicada make? Okay, that's too loud. Can you imagine that? That's what they sound like. Can you yeah. imagine that? Like, that's like amazing. they even said that they have uh, that the male. Believe it or not, it's the guy cicadas doing that those noisy boys yeah well is it like uh it, to attract it's mates cicada equivalent of yeah. hey honey <laughs> yeah. hey baby yeah that's exactly what it is yeah but so we are gonna is. have to worry about it but all the states from like illinois over 
pretty much all the way over, except for Florida. I guess they don't have them in Florida. But yeah, lots of the, those states are going to have to deal with that. It's been 17 years. We're coming out tonight. I hope you don't miss us this time. I'm singing my cicada song. I had a friend that lived for a while in Texas. I believe he lived in Lubbock, of all places. And, uh, and so we would write letters back and forth. Uh, and one day I got a le- letter from it. Oh, look, it's a letter. And I open it up, and there's no- nothing in it except a cicada. A dead he, cicada? Then, a dead a one? A dead cicada. <laughs> but, but he said later, well, it was alive when I mailed it to you. <laughs> So yeah. he somehow thought that it could still still be alive and travel all the way from Texas to Washington State and uh, and have survived. And wouldn't that be cool if it did? <laughs> well, it's, Didn't it's make so it. crazy that this is all they do is they, they'll come out from the under the ground, they'll fly up into a tree, they'll catcall each other, yeah. they'll have sex, they'll have eggs, the eggs fall down into the ground, and the, uh, then they die. So it's like, what is their whole purpose yeah. in life? It's just to, it's just to make noise and have sex? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, that's a life I well suppose, lived if you're a cicada. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I, I guess that's why um, they, you know, in the old, old, old days, in the old days when they came out, because they'd only come out every 13 to 17 years, people thought that, you know, God was mad and the locusts had come. So that's why they made that mistake. They're not locusts. They're, they're cicadas. They're cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really Wild. A, one of the wonderful mysteries of, yeah. of this planet. Uh, yeah. Man, it's, just it's been 17 years and we're coming out tonight. Another thing I wanted to ask you, and you've talked about this before, and you're in the voiceover business. Uh, yes. Is this thing, I think you know the term, is it called vocal freeze, or is that how you say it? Fry. Vocal, vocal fry. And, yeah, and I vocal fry. Vocal fries when you was, talk like you know, those. I, yeah, yeah. I listened to, po- to various podcasts, and I yeah. heard an ad for one, and, he said, and she said something like, Hi, my name is Dolores Swenson, yeah. and I hope you'll listen to my podcast. Yeah, that's and, vocal and fry I'm, And right I think, and, and this is like a bias of oh mine. Oh, my I'm God. Thinking, no, I'm not going to listen because I can't listen to that. Yeah. And and so I, I think about old movies and, you know, old uh, I, people in my high school and college. And I don't remember people talking like girls talking no. like that no that is a modern day it is affectation it is a modern and so day one affectation. day and i have a granddaughter named cassidy she's about nine years old now ten years old and one day she's gone hey she calls me gumpy instead of grandpa hey gumpy can i have a piece of candy <laughs> and i go cassidy what why are you talking in that voice and she says i don't know i just do sometimes <laughs> 
That's Which I thought funny. was the greatest that's answer. I just do sometimes. There is another thing that's cropped up that's annoyed me in 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 speech habits and trends that is now coming, uh, that's happening, and it's it's mostly females. I'm noticing it, and it'll it'll be somebody who's interviewing somebody, and they won't ask them a yes or a no question. So try to think of uh, just ask me a question that's maybe a quantitative question of some sort. And here's this: I'm going to share with you what they do after every question. It drives me up the wall. Uh, what is the sum of of the numbers seven and eight? Yeah, so that number they they answer it with yeah, and I'm like, why are you saying mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah, it's not a yes or no question. Every question, or for that matter, Lisa, mm-hmm. so everything. So what mm-hmm. it is is it's uh, fifteen. Yeah, um, or okay is another yeah. one. So but, the, um, but so so what 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 is. Uh, what is the intention of, of using that sort of automobile on today's roads? Okay, so the intention is... Right. Yeah, they're little things, it's but they annoy us. annoying. And of course, it's my ongoing, my ongoing and losing fight against this uh, habit, this uh, thing of... of answering or talking in question marks we call that upswing in the industry upswing and there was a woman who was being interviewed on some sort of very important topic on npr the other day and she did the upswing the whole way everything ended like this yeah and so then the the study showed that we were able to then get these sort of results uh, drives it, me nuts. Oh my God. I yeah. was like, I couldn't even pay attention to what her answer was because everything was an upswing. It's always at the end like this. I'm like, stop it. Stop doing that. Why are you doing that? And that's typically, although I do hear some guys do it, but that's mostly another female. Uh, hmm, you're right. Very yeah. crazy. I don't know why these, they get into these patterns, but they make me nuts. And I. Ladies and gentlemen, the 16th president of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> score and seven years ago <laughs> our forefathers brought forth yeah exactly oh it's man please so stop oh we're not gonna no win. i don't think they even know battle. they're doing it i really don't um no well once you start something like that how do you get out of it it's like the you know thing yeah you know once you once you begin doing that it's gonna be really hard to shake even if you hear yourself recorded, you can't stop I it. I know. Are you ready for I the am. joke? I am. I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. I hope it's good. Me too. Uh, yeah. It'd be about time, wouldn't no, it? No, you do good. You do good. You miss once in a while, and I cry for the entire rest of the day. But more, normally... You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I hate to think no, that. No, but I normally you, you, you delight me. So... I have placed a post-it note in this joke book to find this joke. A grade school teacher gives the assignment to her class that every student should think... Well, here, I'll I'll give her. Her name is Mrs. Johnson. Oh, all right. She's an older woman. Okay. Luckily for me, because she sounds like this. All right, class. I want every one of you students to think of a story... And then a moral for that story to share with the class tomorrow. So the following day, the teacher asked the first volunteer to tell her story. Their story. Uh, and it is indeed a her. Little Amy raises her hand. 
and Amy says, My dad owns a farm, and every Sunday we load the chicken eggs on the truck and then we drive into town to sell the eggs at the market. Well, one Sunday, we hit a great big bump in the road and all the eggs flew out of the basket and into the road. Oh, that's a good story, Amy. What's the moral of the story? And Amy says, Don't keep all your eggs in one basket. Oh, that's wonderful, dear. <laughs> Sit down. Okay, uh, Sandy, why don't you tell your story? And uh, Sandy, who's a little boy, said, Well, my dad owns a... F <laughs> and by the way... <laughs> by the way, <laughs> uh, my voice has already changed, and here I am in the third grade. But um, my my dad uh, also owns a farm, and every weekend we take the chicken eggs and we put them in the incubator, see? So last weekend, only eight of the 12 eggs hatched. Oh, that's good, Sandy. What's the moral of the story? And Sandy says, Don't count your eggs before they're hatched. Ah, that's a good one, Sandy. Well done. And finally, it is little Andy's turn, and he says, My, my Uncle John fought in the war, and his plane was shot down over enemy territory, and Uncle John jumped out of the plane before it crashed, and all he had with him was a machine gun and a machete and a, and a case of beer. And on, and on the way down, just before he crashed, he drank the entire case of beer. And then, unfortunately, he landed right in the middle of 100 enemy soldiers. And he shot 70 of them with his machine gun. But then he ran out of bullets. So he pulled out his machete and he killed 20 more. And then the blade on his machete broke. And so he killed the last 10 guys with just his bare hands. Oh my! Well, what's what what's what's the moral to that story, Andy? Hey, the moral is don't f fuck with Uncle John after he's been drinking. That's a good one. <laughs> Unforgettable. Mmm, that's what you are. Unforgettable Though near or far And that's why, darling It's incredible Someone so Unforgettable Thinks that I am unforgettable too. And that's why, darling, when you hold my hand, I can hardly understand. that I am unforgettable
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.